on episode 3 of 99% Perspiration. We speak to Bridget Hamilton, founder of speech radio project and social enterprise Verbal Remedy. I've made peace with it. (laughs) I've made peace with the fact that it's not something that's pulling me away from like a deeper or more artistic craft. It is my craft and it is it is creative. Ben Tompkins, whose undergraduate dissertation project dovetails what 99% perspiration is all about as he explores trying to find a job in live radio. I'm producing something that I love doing, radio documentary, my dissertation. Number two, I'm meeting industry prof- professionals who get to know who I am, get to know what I'm passionate about which is amazing because you get your foot in the door, you get your face recognised, therefore you're more likely to get a job. And for the first time on 99% Perspiration, we welcome a music artist and will feature their music throughout the entire episode. This week, it's Click Chase. Some exciting news is we've just signed a deal for an Italian label to bring out a remix of uh, one of our songs. Perspiration exists for everyone who's ever thought about working in a creative industry. So if you want to work in film, radio, graphic design, illustration, animation, TV, music, literature, social media, website production, theatre, games design, anything creative or artistic, then this is the podcast for you. Every week you'll hear interviews with today's creative professionals so that you can absorb their advice and become tomorrow's. Any opinions, any comments, any questions, please do tweet us at 99podcast. We want to bring you the best podcast we can, so your interaction is important to us. Once again, that tweet is at 99podcast. But let's jump straight in. My name is Bridget Hamilton, and I am founder of the social enterprise Verbal Remedy, which is based in Newcastle, Gateshead and Sunderland. We're a social enterprise that promotes encourages conversation about difficult topics so whether that's everything from philosophical stuff to political stuff you know mental health we've recently done online pornography as a topic sexual consent relationships health disability it's all there if if it's thought-provoking and if it's potentially a bit hard to talk about then we talk about it well i started working on verbal remedy in uh, third year of university so I was station manager at Newcastle Student Radio which is over the pond obviously um, in my third year and I needed to we had a 7 to 9 p.m slot on a Sunday that needed filling and uh, our head of production and programming at the time Emil said why don't you do it do some sort of advice show you know a Sunday surgery type thing when it was still on Sundays um see run with it and see what you fancy doing and um I was a bit apprehensive didn't really know whether or not that sort of thing was for me I'd previously only really done music shows and um but we started off probably about the beginning of October it was a two-hour sort of discussion based thing uh talking about everything from you know they got more controversial as we went on so we started discussing you know when benefit street was on we had a big discussion on benefits and welfare an entire two-hour show on um it was called the designer vagina phenomenon so it was about how um 
increasing numbers of women and young girls are getting sort of labiaplasty and various other like unnecessary surgeries done to their genitals because of xyz all the way to filmmaking feminism the list goes on and on and and by christmas it was the second highest listener figures of the station um by easter it was forming itself into not just a weekly show which had guests on every week it was a blog it was a tumblr account um so when i graduated in july i was like right let's do it so bought the domain name bought verbalremedy.co.uk uh which i considered to be rather a big thing at the time even though it was about 99p and we just sort of went on from there really um publishing more and more articles we've now got about 20 25 writers that do various things still doing podcasts we've recently started going into schools colleges and teaching about things one of your main campaigns at the moment is called the consent campaign yes and i mean please do tell me all about that but i'm particularly interested in the fact you got funding for that project we did so we received £1,200 from um, the Police and Crime Commissioner, Vera Bird. She has a large community fund, I think it's of about £200,000, where she invites local community groups to bid for a certain amount of money, I think up to the maximum of about two grand. And you have to tell her, you have to stipulate a project that you will use that money for um, and the, your time constraints and, and various things. So we decided to do a campaign on sexual consent all about saying yes, saying no, healthy relationships, stuff like that. We timed it fantastically um, because it was timed with the release of Fifty Shades of Grey. So January, we launched a massive survey. So we did a huge survey of um, people in Newcastle, Gateshead, Sunderland and the surrounding areas on sexual consent, their attitudes, their habits and things like that. We got 498 responses. So we're now busy compiling that into a report that will tell local groups, organisations, potential you know, funding bodies about the research, hopefully benefiting those young people back again. We also timed it with the release of Fifty Shades of Grey. So in partnership with the Tyneside Cinema, we did a big event, a screening and a panel discussion about women and sex in film and what effects those sorts of things have. And then we've also been started to go into schools and colleges and youth centres as well and talking about sexual consent, doing workshops with them about healthy relationships, how it's not unromantic or unsexy to ask a partner or to open up a dialogue with somebody about having sex. Um, And even if they don't want to, even if they're not sexually active yet, the importance of that and the importance of them using their own judgment and respecting other people's judgment basically so that's what we've been doing for the last three months um which has been fantastic taken up a lot of a lot of time and effort but it's been really really rewarding and um we're hoping potentially to repeat that again in the future when when the same funding rolls around again and starting to go into more schools and colleges because the issue is just going to evolve the more that media gets bigger the more pornography is accessible, the more we start to talk about lad culture. We, you know, this issue is only going to get bigger and hopefully more easy to talk about. So that was the plan. We're just finishing that up now. So hopefully there'll be some results and findings and discussions on our website very shortly. Now, you are definitely um, one of life's creative individuals. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. 
but Verbal Remedy to me is such a community project that I like it's partially media based and yeah. yet at the same time it's evolved from that so I mean how much do you find it, it works in your world of being creative it's quite different like I used to um, I used to feel like there was quite a a big sort of I was being pulled in different directions in terms of me being creative and me working on Verbal Remedy because I'm an English literature graduate you know I spend my time writing reading um I did a lot of creative stuff before Verbal Remedy really took off in terms of you know documentary filmmaking and writing fiction and things and it sometimes felt as if Verbal Remedy was pulling me in a different direction as it were but actually it's partly because I love it so much and also partly because I do believe there is a real creative element to talking about all these things so I still feel sort of inspired and stimulated like creatively when I'm organizing workshops when I'm thinking these are the issues how best can we report on them how best can we take the findings that we've got from various surveys which may seem really academic and sort of quite far away from what I've been doing but actually then to design a way to give that information to people is being creative um and I've recently started to sort of do different talks and workshops and and go into universities and sort of speak just me personally like a bit more of a public speaker and that in itself is so creative and the way that you plan like a script and a performance and and deliver that message to people I've started to see them much more as two parts of my life that are meshed together in a way rather than you know very serious blog posts that pull me away from other creative things I could be doing um so it's very much a creative process and even the parts of it that aren't a creative process I can see how the skills that I have have transferred over so even when I'm analyzing statistics or writing things in an academic way I can still see how my creative like personality has formed that and what I'm doing that plays on that in a way. I've made peace with it. <laughs> I've made peace with the fact that it's not something that's pulling me away from like a deeper or more artistic craft. It is my craft and it is it is creative. They aren't simply a team of people that do the work I don't have time to do. They put a new spin on things, they put a new element and quite often like I love it because we've got our own obviously little Facebook group where we post articles and we talk to each other about things I love it when we have a disagreement on there I love it when we can't decide how to take a topic and where to bring it what direction to push it in and that sort of really makes me think yeah we're doing this right this isn't a one-man show verbal remedy it's not just me behind it it's promoting conversation even between the people that are promoting that conversation which I find really interesting um obviously everyone's volunteers so we've also got to I've got to be mindful of their time I don't want to be a slave driver you know making them do certain things for me with really harsh deadlines um but everyone seems to enjoy themselves and I don't get the impression that I'm a really hard taskmaster. I think my advice would be to like there have been lots of times when I found obstacles that I might have once upon a time felt were insurmountable for instance you know I thought I only needed the money to get the website up and running but actually to create 
a website that's responsive, that's fantastic, that gets people in, that's the best showcase of what you have on offer is so difficult. And I remember I got the flu and I spent maybe 36 hours on the trot just, you know, updating a page and then going back and looking at it and then editing it a little bit more so the text was all in the right place. And you've perseverance is key, I think. Um, and I've always found, especially, you know, if you've gone to a university that's reputable, that's good for courses such as journalism, media, creativity, the arts, or if you haven't been to university and you live in a fantastic city in the northeast, there will always be a group of like-minded people that if you search hard enough, you will find. You will always find somebody that will you know for the price of a coffee give you their advice here is what I've learned from building a website myself here is what I've learned from trying to put on an event at the Tyneside Cinema and sell out one of their screenings here's what I've learned you know from running a survey or for applying for funding from a local funding body it's I won't I won't say it's easier than you think because it's not but there are really accessible people places routes avenues that that do want you to succeed um so whilst it is hard there's nothing that's insurmountable to find out more about verbal remedy you can check them out on twitter verbal underscore remedy you can also visit their website verbalremedy.co.uk twitter facebook instagram linkedin mixcloud soundcloud they're all there um and yeah and you can see what projects we've got coming up um which there's a lot there's lots we've got lots of our sleeve now that the consent campaign is finished we're going to be building on that and hopefully getting more funding for different different opportunities as well so it's a it's a really good project to be part of and um it's not simply yeah it's like a love child of mine but it's also very much a community effort and everyone that gets involved loves it for the time that they're there i couldn't speak more highly about verbal remedy and bridget um i am biased from that respect because i have done voluntary work with them myself but they are a great organization they they're like a miniature upworthy they're really cool so i recommend you check them out you can visit them at verbalremedy.co.uk or you can visit them on Twitter, verbal underscore remedy. Hi, I'm Drew Armstrong, and I'm one of the songwriters in Click Chase. Uh, we first started just as an experiment to see if we could actually write songs and to get them on radio in the first place. And to our behold, they eventually started playing them, which was a bit of a shock. Also in the band is Alana Wilson, who sings, and I mostly just play guitar, and sometimes I do backing vocals, and sometimes I sing the odd one. We basically just write about our lives and... You know, try not to scare too many people when we're talking about random stuff we do and random stuff we go through. Hi, this is Click Chase, and this is our song, Just Like You. I'm a fool, I'm just like you. Did you try your best? Did you fail love's test? I'm a fool, I'm just like you.
best advice I could ever give anyone who wanted to go into music is just buy an instrument, no matter what it is, whether it's a flute, a cello, a guitar, a piano, just just do what you can to be as close to it as you want because practice makes perfect. And I remember when I first got my guitar, and it was the first one I ever bought, and I got it from Argos, and it cost £80, and it was absolutely rubbish. But I just played it over and over again until I was okay on it. And now we're looking at our ninth play on BBC. And we've played BBC Radio 1, BBC Newcastle. And it's just gone up over and over again. All because of this guitar. I'm just like you. Just like you. Also, it's really important to get feedback. I remember my mum coming in one time and she said that it wasn't very good. And I was so glad she did it because it wasn't very good. And you know, eventually you get it to a level you're happy with and a level where you can move forward and you can really take it to the next level. So I'd always have someone just there just to give you any criticisms or any way to improve because it's so important. And if you want to hear more awesome music by Click Chase, you can find them on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Click Chase Music, or they're on Twitter at Click Chase. And if you want to get your music out here on 99% Perspiration, then we're all about a platform for creative and artistic types. That's why we exist as a podcast. So please do send your songs to us. You can email us 99%podcast at gmail.com or tweet us at 99podcast. Seriously, if you want to get your music out with us, then please do. Welcome to Homeside Coffee. What can I get you? Um, can I get a skinny cappuccino? Sure. Can you make it with soya milk? Um, let just me see one if... whip of cream, please. Sorry? You know, whipped cream, just one whip. Okay. Plus four shots of caramel. Oh, and decaf. And uh, can you deep fry it? Deep fry it? Hey, what did she order? I just got a coffee. Oh. Wanna try? Okay. Mmm. Just a coffee, please. Grab a cup to go at Homeside Coffee. No nonsense, just coffee. Interested in your own bespoke radio advert? Email us 99%podcast at gmail.com. Our podcast currently goes out to two local community stations in the Northeast, Spark FM and Hive FM. And it's also available on Mixcloud. We're growing all the time. We have plans to bring it to iTunes very soon. Now here on 99% Perspiration, we usually feature people working in the creative industries. But a few weeks ago, a close friend of mine suggested the idea of following the journey of someone who's trying to establish a creative job and see if they're doing anything that could inspire you and lead you to a new way of thinking. So I'm sat in a radio studio in the University of Sunderland with Ben Tompkins, who is a BA student. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How's it going? Um, It's going well. I mean, I've just been sat with Ben and you've been interviewing me. Yeah, yeah. About yes. what it's like being a lecturer and what it's like um, if you want to work in a creative industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to turn the tables on you. Okay. This is this is an unusual situation. <laughs> I'm normally the one interviewing, so um, 
Hello, I'm Ben Tompkins and I'm a student studying TV and radio production at the University of Sunderland. I'm 23 and when I graduate in a couple of weeks' time, I'm hoping to pursue a career into radio, specifically live radio, but any radio would be perfect. With it being a few weeks away, yeah. how do you feel at the moment? Um, I don't feel worried um, I guess that's on a lot of students' minds at the minute. Um, I, f I don't feel worried because I know what I want to do, and if I know I work hard, then I will get it. I w want a job in live radio. I would love to be a presenter in live radio, uh, any station, but more, it's for me, live presenting is about the music. Uh, I, pre I present two live shows on Spark, Saturdays and Sunday nights, uh, which are music dedicated, and that's what really, really drives me. And that's my weekends as well. That's not a weeknight where I've got, you know, it's free. It's my weekend. It's This is a free time for everybody for the nine to five. This is This is my free time. I'm doing what I feel passionate about. The reason I came up to the University of Sunderland was because of Spark. And this is just a, a, a station, a community station in Sunderland, what happens to be based in the university. And since from from starting in September, I started Spark in October. And I think people who want to work in radio as a future career definitely get involved. If you, if you are, if you're in Sunderland or a surrounding area or in another part, work for community, your community local station because it will help you miles miles you'll you'll not only make friends but you'll you'll gather professional advice for free you'll meet professionals for free you get to do your show possibly present a show you love doing about the music might might be sport might be technology might be gaming anything you do i i would 100% recommend working for spark or a community based station currently i have been speaking to one of the heads at uh, global northeast who has been really extremely helpful. Uh, I submitted a demo to him and I interviewed him for my dissertation. And uh, he, he said, oh, you're a face now, I recognize you, etc., etc., which is good. He's also told me to get back in touch with him with regards to another demo, a more specified demo, which is very good. Hopefully, fingers crossed, that will lead on something good because one of the stations he works for or is in charge of is one of the stations I'd love to work for. Part of my degree was work experience outside of the university, and I work for a, an independent radio company in London called Folded Wing, uh, which was an experience which was very, very helpful. And it it was it was a good and bad um, experience. I mean, the company is fantastic. They are one of the leading organisations in radio with concerns of independence and things like that, fantastic. But it made me realize specialist production is not what I'm looking for. That company, that's what they thrive off. They produce Jamie Cullum's show on Radio 2, the jazz show, something I listen to very regularly. But it made me figure, no, I don't want to do that. But they, they are always there. If I need advice from them about production or maybe a company what might be suited to me specifically, so I've made some friends there. I guess you can't really be the quiet mouse if you want to be a radio presenter. If you want to be knocking on big corporate doors, you can't be a little 
a little Lego man, can you? You've got to you've got to be in a positive mood because if you if you you know, if you get knocked down all the time and you stay down, where's it gonna where's it gonna take you? You know, I've I received some average feedback on things recently. I was kinda like, oh but then I thought, do you know what? I really want a job. So I'm gonna turn around I'm gonna turn around a, turn around myself and really go for it. And I got a quote from Cool Runnings. This guy's feeling really down. And he, one of his friends drags him into drags him into this bathroom where there's a mirror. He's like, right, tell me what you see in the mirror. Tell me what you see. He's like, I don't know. What do I see? He's like, I see pride. I see power. I see a bad mother who don't take no from nobody. And it makes him repeat it. it makes her, And he's like, really boosts himself up. And it's just, it, I don't know. That re, that recently is really getting me through things. Every time I'm feeling down or I want to get motivated, I watch that video. <laughs> So that's all about Ben. But I wanted to ask him more about the radio documentary that he's making at the moment. I'm producing a radio documentary at the minute, what is my dissertation of what is essentially me getting a job into the radio industry. So it's my the process of a graduate like me trying to get a job in radio. So there's going to be like a cv session in there tailored to me there's going to be advice on my demo which is like uh snippets of your best bits of shows etc etc um there's going to be advice from industry professionals in there uh there's going to be loads of stuff it's half an hour and i'm killing two birds with one stone really maybe three to be honest if 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 that's even a saying three birds with one stone first of all i'm producing something that I love doing radio documentary it's and it's for my dissertation number two I'm meeting industry professionals who get to know who I am get to know what I'm passionate about which is amazing because you get your foot in the door you get your face recognized therefore you're more likely to get a job and third of all it's this dissertation will be my CV it'll prove how good I am at making something what I love doing, like a radio documentary. I've interviewed five people, including yourself, so far. My mother, Mother Teresa. Is that her name? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, So I've interviewed my mum, who is sugarcoating the documentary, pretty much like, oh, isn't it sweet? Second of all, uh, I've interviewed UJ as well uh, for... Similar advice of what someone my age, well, it's you're perfect. You you are doing a job. You're giving advice to me, giving advice to people the same age who are in the job. So that's that's perfect. Giles Tanner, who is who's in charge of Global Northeast, looks after Heart Capital. He he has told his story of how he got into the radio and advice for for him what he expects specifically. Uh, I've also interviewed Tom, who does Drive on Heart. Very nice guy, very good indeed. Again, his story, advice, what he suggests, um, what works for him, uh, and generic stuff like that. And I've also interviewed Tom Davey, who is in charge at the University of Sunderland of CV and employment careers advice. So there's CV advice in there, there's interview advice, covering letter advice, things like that. 
Ben's documentary is due to be finished in about a month's time, so I'll let you know when it's released. I'll signpost you to it, and hopefully that could be a good documentary for you, especially if you want to work in radio. Thank you so much for tuning into 99% Perspiration Episode Three. Hopefully, you can take something away from this.、Um, But if you have any comments, any questions, any advice, any opinions, please do get in touch because we wouldn't be able to exist if it wasn't to help you. This is why I bother sitting behind a microphone every week. So please do tweet us at ninety nine podcast. Please do email us. 99% podcast at gmail dot com. It is so important that we make a show that is right for you.、Um, as usual, I want to say a big thank you to our guest this week, to Bridget Hamilton from Verbal Remedy, and to Ben Tompkins, who's making a radio documentary about getting into radio. Also, one final shout out to Homeside Coffee. I played their ad earlier during the show, and to be honest, it's one of my favourite places to go in Sunderland to sit in and have a coffee. So, shout out to you guys! Thank you so much. And finally, to Click Chase, who sent in their music this week, and it's been awesome. As I've been editing, you've really helped me focus, and I felt really driven. So, thank you so much for sending in your music. And again, if you're an artist listening in the show, please do send in your music. Ninety nine. Percent podcast at gmail dot com. We'll be back same time again next Monday at two pm on Spark and next Thursday at six thirty pm on Hive Radio. Have a fantastic week and see you next time. It was like it was